Hey there, this is Michael Burris. I'm the lead pastor of Summit View Church in Irving, Kentucky, and this is our podcast. I hope this podcast encourages you, I hope it inspires you, and I hope it helps you to start seeing your life from God's perspective. Thanks for joining us today. Now enjoy the message. Whether you guys are joining us here in person or you're listening to this later online, I'm just excited that you guys here are here. I, I looked at some analytics this past uh, week on our podcast, and I, I found some pretty cool numbers that we're actually reaching with our podcast 14 different states here in the United States, um, and we're actually reaching two different countries as well. There's, I don't know who they are, but there's somebody in Germany that likes to listen to this podcast. I don't know who they are, but hey, if you're in Germany, uh, send us a shout out. That's awesome. But um, I'm so excited in the series that we're in this month. We're calling it Summer Mixtape. Super, super excited for this. Last week, um, my friend, Pastor Alex Kinchin, brought a great message. I think it was an encouraging message right on time for the church. So if you guys want to go back to the podcast and listen to that, it would, it would behoove you to do so. It was, a, it was a great message. But we hope that in this series, that just like a summer mixtape, you can kind of look back on it years from now and you can find some, some songs that really just tugged on your heart. We hope that you'll find some messages this month throughout the month of July that are really just going to tug on your heart, that are, that are going to be meaningful to you for, for years to come. So um, every now and then, uh, Cassie and I like to, uh, we like to make this decision. We have this desire that we're going to get healthier, right? We're going to stop eating so much junk food, you know, two or three times a year, no big deal. We, we have this desire, oh, we're going to lose weight. And so, of course, every single time that we decide to do this, um, we, we know you can't just start on any day, right? You can't, you can't start a diet on just any day. You have, to, you have to start the diet on International Start a Diet Day, also known as Monday, right? You've got to always start. I don't know why. It's science, okay? It just, it's science. I don't know. I can't explain it. But you have to start your diet on Mondays. And, and so we have this urge to really start watching what we eat. I mean, like, I watch it now, you know what I mean? Watch it from my fork going right on into my mouth. And, but we have to, for whatever reason, we've got to start our diet on Monday or else it doesn't feel right. So Sunday rolls around, right? And, and, and we realize we've got too much bad food in our house. And so we've got to clean it out on Sundays, you know? But, but also... I'm not one to waste food. And so I'm going to clean it out on Mondays of all, or on Sundays of all the bad food that's in the house, but I'm going to eat it, right? You guys are with me? Like, you just got to clean it on up. You're gonna, we're going to gorge ourselves for one more night. We eat all the bad food and we got to clean it out and start fresh tomorrow. But then something happens and Monday comes around and, and I don't know, for whatever reason, maybe we're too tired from eating all the bad food the day before, but something happens and it delays us starting our diet. Diet. And so now we have no food in the house, and, and we just think, you know what, we're just going to go get some fast food, the best and worst thing to ever happen to America. So we get some fast food, we might as well enjoy ourselves, and we make the decision, okay, we're going to eat it this week, and this is it, but we're going to start our diet next week, or maybe for you, it's, we're going we're gonna to start it tomorrow, 
If you guys ever been there before, there's just something that you know you've got to do. There's something that's inside you. You know that you need to do it, but for one reason or another, you always want to start it when? Tomorrow. You always want to start it tomorrow. And, and there seems like there might be really great reasons for this, right? When we're thinking about like, oh, I'm too tired to do it today. I can't commit to it. I don't have the energy. Uh, things just maybe, they just need to play out a little bit more first because I, before I'm comfortable jumping into this or um, everything just didn't line up perfectly for it today. So I'm going to start it tomorrow. And, and very few times in my life have I found that it pays to procrastinate. In fact, what I have found is that most of the time, procrastination makes me pay. And it makes me pay more than what I want. This morning, I'm, I want us to look at this small passage of Scripture in the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 8. You can flip there now if you want to. Um, it'll also be up on the screens behind me. But before we, we break into that, I want to set the, set the story for you. Maybe a very well-known story for you this morning if you've spent any time in Sunday school. So I'm just going to set the stage before we get to verse 8 there. Um, What's happened is the Israelites, God's chosen people, they have been in captivity to the Egyptians for somewhere around 400 years um, that they've been enslaved to the Egyptians. They have to make the bricks and things and build houses and all that. And and so God says after 400 years, he says, okay, you know what? that's enough of that. I'm going to raise somebody up that's going to go come on the scene and he's going to free, uh, free my people. And he raises up this guy named Moses. He speaks to him in this burning bush and then Moses has all these problems. He has all these excuses. He said, well, what about Aaron? And so God says, okay, Moses and Aaron, you guys are going to go to Pharaoh and you're going to be my mouthpiece. And I want you to tell him this. I want you to tell him, let my people go. And then so they, 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 they went to Pharaoh and they said, hey, God says, uh, let my people go. And he said, uh, no, not going to happen. And, and God said, okay, tell him if he doesn't let my people go, I'm going to start putting plagues on his, um, his country. I'm going to put, start putting plagues on Egypt and so they went to him. They said, hey, God's going God's to plague you. If you don't let us go, he said, no, we're not going to do that. I guess he thought we don't make deals with terrorists. I don't know, whatever the Pharaoh was thinking at the time. And so God was unhappy. And he, he started these plagues. The first one that God turned their rivers to blood, not just, not just the tent of blood, but actually turned their rivers to blood. It was crazy. Listen, the Bible's got some crazy stories. If y'all read it sometimes, like it's got some really wild stories. And, and before the end of um, this whole thing, before the Israelites get freed from the Egyptians, God actually has 10 plagues that he enacts that he puts on to the nation of Egypt. Um, But today, I just want us to look at the second one. Okay, we're going to spend time just looking at this second one found in Exodus chapter 8, starting in verse 8 and going through verse 10. So um, um, let me recap what this one is. The second, this this is funny, the second Uh, plague, God tells him, okay, after the rivers turn to blood, go back to Pharaoh and tell him, okay, this time, if you don't let my people go, I'm going to put frogs everywhere. Like, 
frogs as far as the eye can see. They're going to be in your beds. They're going to be in your ovens. They're going to be in your bedroom. They're going to be on the frying pan. Some of y'all probably had frog legs on the frying pan last night. No judgment, whatever. But there's going to be frogs everywhere. And they're going to, they're going to run you out of house and home. Pharaoh said, no, I'm not letting you go. And so God made good on his promise. He said, okay, frogs. So there's all these frogs everywhere. And picking up in verse 8, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron. And he said, pray to the Lord to take the frogs away from me and my people. I will let your people go to offer sacrifices to the Lord uh, um, spoiler alert, he's lying. We have got, we've got eight more uh, plagues after this, okay? So he said, I'll, I'll, I'll let your people go to offer sacrifices to the Lord. And Moses said to Pharaoh, I leave you the honor of setting the time for me to pray for you and your officials and your people that you and your houses may be rid of the frogs, except for those that remain in the Nile. We've got to keep the frogs in the water. Tomorrow, Pharaoh said, Moses replied, it'll be as you say, so that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. So the title of today's message is, What Are You Waiting For? What are you waiting for? I'd hope that you'll, if you have your message notes, that you'll use them today. Um, It is scientifically proven that you are smarter when you're writing it down. But um, what are you waiting for? You know, I have some alternative titles um, to the message today. I just want to throw them your way. Uh, I thought uh, thought about calling this, What the Frog?, um, I also call, thought about calling this, this is my favorite, I didn't use it, uh, do it toe day, do it toe day, you guys get it, frogs, toads, okay, do it toe, so let's place ourselves in this story this morning, God says, hey, you gotta let my people go to Pharaoh or else I'm gonna put this plague on you, okay, and I'm gonna, and it's gonna be a plague of frogs, frogs, like God's funny sometimes, I don't know why he chose frogs, But it's like, I'm going to put a plague on you, and you know what? Spin the wheel. Going to be frogs. Going to put some frogs all up in your house. And Pharaoh says no. And so God puts this plague of frogs, and they get everywhere. They get in the bedroom, the oven, the the bed, everywhere that you could imagine. And some are, like, there was this, there was this, you, you guys are like, they're in the oven. I don't, really, I don't really care. I don't use the oven that much anyway, right? There's this, uh, there's this teacher that went around her room one day, and she asked what the kids' parents liked to make for dinner. And so one girl, she said, well, my mom makes spaghetti. Um, and, and another girl said, my mom makes meatloaf. Then they got to this third girl, and this third girl says, my mom makes reservations. <laughs> anyway thought that was funny. So there's frogs that are, that are everywhere, right? And then all of a sudden, Mrs. Pharaoh must have gotten involved. Okay, you know how, you know how I know that? Because one moment, Pharaoh was, was fine with these frogs. It was like, he's fine, he can, he can ride it out. And then out of nowhere, he's changed his mind. And this is what I, this is what I figure played out in my mind. Mrs., Mrs. Pharaoh had to go to Mr. Pharaoh and said, listen, these frogs are in my bed, they're in my kitchen, they're in my restroom, they're in my oven. You've got to get these frogs out of here. I need these frogs gone. And Pharaoh must have been a smart man because he knew that the only thing worse than a plague of frogs is a nagging wife. 
So I'm kidding. Come on. I'm joking. I said I'm going to do it. You don't have to remind me every six months. You know what I mean? Like, get off my case. So, so Pharaoh's like, I got to have these frogs gone and, uh, and just make these frogs disappear. And Moses essentially says to Pharaoh, he says, okay, we're going to pray, myself and Aaron, we're going to pray, and, and we have a God that will make them go away. You just need to tell us when you want us to pray and make it happen. And Pharaoh, Pharaoh responds with one of the weirdest answers that I've ever seen in all of the Bible. They said, I've got this God. He's ready. He's able. He's willing to make all these frogs go away. When do you want it to happen? And Pharaoh answers, tomorrow. Tomorrow. So let's play that back. Like, you may not have caught it. Moses said, we have a God. He's ready. He's willing. He's able to remove these frogs from your life. When is a good time to remove them? When is a good time to have them gone? And Pharaoh said, tomorrow? See, this makes me question him. Moses and Aaron, they're, they're right there. They're ready to make his problem disappear. And instead of saying now, he says, tomorrow. Why would this man want to spend one more night with these frogs? The question that I have for you today is not necessarily, why did Pharaoh want to spend one more night with these frogs? My question to you today is, is what frogs do you have in, around, on you, in your life that you've been wearing, that you've been carrying? You have a God that is ready, he is able, he's willing to set you free. So why are you letting your frogs live with you until tomorrow? What addictions, what habits, what behaviors, what bad influences, what have you been putting off? What have, what, starting that course, going on that diet, getting on that exercise routine, what things have you been holding on to that you're letting live with you? We sit in church week after week, month after month, year after year, and we listen to these messages, and we say, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with, it, with what he says. I know, I, I know I'm, I'm going to do something about it, but I'm going to do something about it tomorrow. See, we let, we let these things fester and grow and decay and destroy pieces of us, and we're always willing to try to let God fix it tomorrow. See, listen, the bad seeds that you put off dealing with today will be the bad trees that you have to uproot tomorrow. The Bible says in the Song of Solomon that it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. The little thing that you're setting aside today is going to be the very thing that steals your fruit tomorrow. The things that you're procrastinating today have the potential to destroy you tomorrow. This morning, I want to focus on three questions that we can use, that we can examine ourselves and rid ourselves of these frogs today. And on your way out today, I've got a little gift for everyone, okay? I feel like Oprah this morning, like, okay, this is awesome. Every one of you today, on your way out, is going to get your very own live frog to take home with you. No, I'm just kidding. You guys aren't getting frogs. Some of y'all, who believe me? Y'all are like, Pastor Michael's a little crazy. He might actually do it. I told Sarah, Sarah's definitely afraid of frogs, I guess. Hates them. She's serving in the kids today. Maybe this is why. I don't know. Uh, but she's back there loving on your baby so she doesn't have to get a live frog. Anyway, 
Three questions to ask ourselves today to rid ourselves of these frogs that are in our life. Number one, what am I not seeing? What am I not seeing? See, we have these things that are called blind spots. And, and there's things that, that you can't see, but everyone else can. There's these toxic things that are in us and around us that we can't necessarily see. That's called a blind spot, but everybody else around us can see it. Sometimes you, you have someone that's just so kind that they'll come up to you and they'll share their, your blind spots with you. And you didn't even ask. You didn't even ask them to. And they, they do it just out of the kindness of their own heart. They tell you all the things that's wrong with you. And it's great. <laughs> but on the other hand, you need the help of someone else to, to, to recognize these things. Not, not anybody else, right? Like not just anybody. But you need the help of somebody. And so... Um, there, there's two people here that, that I believe can help you to recognize those blind spots. When, you're, when you ask, your, uh, ask yourself the question, what am I not seeing? There's two people that can help you. Friends that you can trust and God. Friends that you can trust and God. If you aren't sure what, you, what your issues are, ask a friend. <laughs> you can trust that they're going to tell you the truth. You may, not, you may not know what your blind spot is, but everyone else does. Okay, and a good friend is going to tell you and help you navigate how to grow through it. And so that's what friends are for. The Bible actually says that wounds from a friend are a good thing, but blessings from an enemy are, are, are not so good for you. So, but, but, but God, can, God can also help you out here. You have friends that will speak into your life, but God can also help you out. If you ask him, he'll point out your blind spots to you. You just have to be brave enough to ask. And he doesn't do it because he loves calling you out. He, he does it because he wants you to grow. And in fact, um, in the Old Testament, King David wrote this in Psalm chapter 139. He wrote this, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me, and then lead me into the way everlasting. See, David knew that there was things that were in him that he couldn't see, or maybe he chose not to see. There was these things, and he needed a little help with it. And so he prayed, and he asked God to reveal those things to him. And we have that same opportunity today, that if you're not sure what's going on, if you're not sure what you're overlooking, if you're not sure what are these things that I've got to deal with, all you got to do is pray and ask God. You can always pray. You can ask him to identify it. And if listen, if God points it out, it's always so that something can be done about it. He's not pointing it out just for the sake of letting you know. He's pointing it out so you can start to do something about it, to get it out of your life. So once you see it, don't put it off because it's only going to get worse. Start taking steps to deal with it today. Number two, second question that we can ask, what have I learned to live with? What have I learned to live with? You, you know these kinds of things, right? Like you might have tried in the past to deal with it. Um, you went to every single meeting that you could think of. You talked to professionals and you were just never able to shake it. You're, you're, and now you're out of energy. And so the, the only thing you could think to do is, is not deal with it, but instead you learn to live with it. 
Listen, there are some tenants that are with you right now that are living in your head and they're not paying rent. They didn't pay for a spot in your life and they, they don't deserve to stay. You think you don't have the strength to handle it, but let me, let me encourage you with this. Romans chapter 8 verse 27 says this about you. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors through Christ. We are more than conquerors. You think you don't have the energy. The good news is you don't have to because it's the strength of God inside of you that is going to make the difference. You can handle on it. You can handle it. You can lean on his strength because you are more than a conqueror of your issues. You are more than a conqueror of your addiction. You are more than a conqueror of your bad habits. See, sometimes we buy into this little lie that says, well, right now, it isn't hurting anybody. It's not hurting me. It's not hurting anybody else. So I'm going to learn to live with it. Let me tell you, and this is a word from God for somebody. While I was praying about this message, this is something that God dropped heavy in me, that, that there's a word for you here that it is hurting someone. It's hurting you. You've just become complacent to it. And listen, when you're complacent, you're complicit. That means that when you're ignoring it, now it's your fault. When you're ignoring the problem, you become the one at fault. Now this can be addiction, this can be habits, this can be attitude or lifestyle. See, those are easy things to think about, right, when, when it comes to living with it. But also, these can be relationships that you're choosing to live with. There are some people in your life right now that you refuse to confront because you're tired, because you've learned to live with a toxic relationship. Your life is worth so much more than that. So much more than that. There's a, there's a healthy way to deal with this conflict and you've got to deal with it. So you can't tippy-toe around them forever. You can't continue to avoid it forever and hope it goes away. You have to go to them, listen, in, in love, okay? Let me just put that there. You've got to go to them in love, and you've got to work to resolve the issue. Not to point fingers, not to determine blame, not to fix, not to, not to put them on the spot, but to fix the issue. You've got to come with your priorities straight. And you know what? There's going to be some people that you're not able to fix it with. There's going, to be, but there's going to be some of those people, but more often than not, an honest conversation will solve a lot of problems. It'll, it'll help. Now, remember, you got to go in love, okay? Like, don't go to them and say, Pastor Michael said, I could smack you because you're taking up space in my life and you're not paying rent. I didn't say that. Some of y'all are like, well, listen, Jesus built a whip and drove people out of the temple. Well, listen, Jesus also hung on a cross and died for people. And if you're not willing to do one, you shouldn't be willing to do the other. All right? If you have an issue or a trouble, you don't need to live with it. You need to deal with it. And then finally, number three, the last question, what lies have I accepted as truth. What lies have I accepted as truth? Guys, this is a heartbreaking question for me. 
Because for some of you, this started at a very young age. Maybe the teacher told you that you were too stupid. The boyfriend told you that you were too heavy. The father figure that was in your life told you that you'd never amount to anything. And you're living your life at a fraction of your potential because of something that someone said to you and made you believe years ago. But let me tell you the same words that God told the prophet Jeremiah to write thousands of years ago to people. He said this, but look, you're trusting in deceptive words that are worthless. Someone might have spoken those things to you, but you're trusting in deceptive. If, if you're living your life now based on what someone else said to you that was a lie, you're buying into deceptive words that are worthless. They amount to nothing. You're living your life trusting the lie that someone else fed you, and it wasn't the truth. Stop trusting the liars. Stop believing the lies and start taking the uncomfortable steps because they're going to feel weird to you because your life has been built on this false truth that I can't do it. Somebody said way back when that I, I could never measure up. And so it's going to feel weird when you start stepping outside the box, but you're going to have to start breaking down the lies that are in your life. And it only happens through action, it only happens when you start making those uncomfortable steps. Guys, trauma is weird, okay? Trauma is weird. Trauma works so hard to take you captive, but then it banks on you letting it stay there without you putting up a fight. So let me tell you this. Whether it was someone else that fed you lies or maybe you started believing the lies that your own brain and heart were rising up against you. Let me tell you this today. Don't buy into the lie. You are precious in the sight of God. You are meaningful to people. You have the potential to change the world around you. You are valued and you are valuable. And there is nothing anybody can say or do about it. Nothing. Don't live with these frogs one more night. Don't put it off until tomorrow. You have a God that is ready. He is able and he is willing to help you. My question to you, when do you want God to take care of these frogs? Well, thanks for joining us today. I pray that this message had an incredible impact on your life. If you want more information about our church, you can check us out online at summitview.online. We hope we get to see you on a Sunday very, very soon. But until then, have a great week.